This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know planes that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. This weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Mac tonight. <laughs> yes, you are, sir. I thought what you brought over. So, um, we actually are together again. We're all together again. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yes, I love inhaling uh, your mouth sweat. You know what? I lysoled the house. I wiped everything down. I took COVID precautions. So hopefully, you know. I mean, your your house is one of the cleaner houses I've ever been to. Oh well, thank so. you. I appreciate that. I'm a germaphobe, so this whole COVID thing going on really hasn't affected me a lot. Yeah, I've, I've been better actually. So you know, more this people is just how I live me. my life. You're like that Skeletor meme. Like jokes on you. I'm into that shit. <laughs> <You're right>. yeah. <laughs> Welcome everybody to my world. So we are actually in the same room together, and that hasn't happened since March, I believe. April, right? Like, I think we did a one-off in March. I think the last time we were in the studio together was when they shut down bars and restaurants. So that was like March 13th, so... Maybe it was March. Maybe it wasn't April. Yeah, Yeah, that might have been the first time. God damn. We did the... Reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) We did the... um, We did the All the Strange Thing together, but... Yeah, we did yeah, that. That, one. that was April. That didn't really count, though, for some reason. We're back in. It was we're different. Back in, we're back in Stranger Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Man, well, I miss you guys. I know I've seen you guys on video. I visit. You know, we got a garden. You yeah, and I yeah, do. Yeah. I've seen you. We, you know, we go and exchange books, but it's just not the same. Yeah, you know, this is this is nice. Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah, this, damn is, it. this is the way it should be for sure. It's uh, yeah, kind of like recording a podcast remotely reminds me of bands that write remotely and i always just think that's it's fine i mean that's the that's the world we're living in but i always like to get in a room with everybody and write the song it's a camaraderie it's just can't get that back it's just the vibe of writing something and you know trying to create with people remotely it's just i don't know it's not the same the vibe isn't there sometimes. No, absolutely. Oh, I mean, hopefully we've created the vibe because we've been doing it remotely for the last six months. So. <laughs> the, the quarantine has Hopefully been there's some sort of vibe that we've been doing right. But. The quarantine has been fucking great for my anti-socialness. Like, oh, it's been wonderful. <laughs> That's a good thing about it. I was stoked to get together with you guys today, but also I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's just upstairs. Yeah. I, I know, right? Yeah, I, I, had yeah I get it. I get it. I had that thought. I'm like, well, it I crossed my mind. Not do anything and just go into the office at my house and just yeah. do that. And do that. I've been spoiled by the way uh, the zoom angle on my camera. You know, <laughs> yeah. am I wearing pants? No one will ever know. <sighs> well, right. I have a new monitor, so coming. So as soon as that gets here, I'm never coming over here. Ever again. <laughs> That's well. There you go. 
Yeah, thanks for breaking my heart now. Well, I mean, Thank you for the cucumbers and the squash, though. Appreciate that. Yeah. You filled up my whole counter with um, veggies. Yeah, um, so. Shane is also a neat freak, and I'm sure he is dying because I've just filled his entire counter. <laughs> oh, I'm canning that shit tomorrow with, to get <laughs> with the uh, cucumbers and tomatoes and squash and yeah pickles though dude i am so happy that you like the pickles oh the pickles are great like that's fucking fantastic that's my and jackie's recipe and then i tweaked it a little bit so it's you know. it's real good i i'm not the sweet pickle bread and butter no. pickle guy no, i like the dilly dill dill yeah so. and if, if you're into the sweet bread and butter pickle i don't want to talk to you yeah, like fuck you yeah yeah you're a fucking communist as far as i'm concerned absolutely yeah for hey. sure What's wrong with communists? In theory, <laughs> they're fine. So anyway, no, it is awesome being back. It's awesome seeing you guys in person. Um, this is our news episode. Uh, so hopefully you guys liked our last, what, three podcasts we put out. We actually had some uh, guests on there. One was Lynn McNeil, the last one, Dr. Lynn McNeil. She was, wow, she blew me away. And, and awesome. we've actually got good comments back from her too, by the way, on That's YouTube. Good. Yeah. I yep. mean, just the folklore. She's got, I like, I never thought folklore. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it just makes you so excited in a subject like folklore when you see somebody that is just so into it and so yes. excited. Like, you're like, no, I believe, like, the fact, the energy that she puts into that, you're like, no, folklore is, she had me this convinced is badass. that folklore this is like the was new thing. the best thing in the entire <laughs> world. Like, I was like, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Um, I, I want to know everything about it. Like she, you can tell she's an amazing educator and oh, just, yeah. just hyped on the, the subject and everything. So. Yeah, for sure. And she's willing to come back on, you know, she's more than happy to, um, for those of you who don't know, hopefully you heard the interview. If you didn't, she actually is right up the road from us. She's Ogden or Logan. Sorry. Logan. So I don't Logan's, know how many times we need to, uh, correct him. On. I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> I guess if you're not Utah, native, I'm, yeah. It all rings a bell. Transplant. So. But no, she was delightful. <laughs> and I feel like we just scratched the iceberg of how important folklore and understanding folklore is, especially if you're into like the paranormal and stuff, you know? Absolutely. Well, you know, she told that ghost story. And and to her, it was a folklore story. I'm like, you just told a ghost story. She's like, no, that's folklore. I'm like, oh, brilliant. I love that idea. So, you know, there's that. So hopefully, and then Joshua Shapiro, and uh, yeah, we've had some good people on. We're lining some other interviews up. Um, we don't have them quite in the shoot yet. And then we have some original writings that we're doing. Uh, yes. John and I and Josh are all reading books and doing write-ups. And we got a really good one coming up, I think, once we get it finished. And it's going to be it's gonna be a doozy, I have a feeling. So It'll be fun. Um, yeah. Nice little history lesson. For sure. It's kind of like some little underground history that I never learned about. I heard the name, but you know, and like I think Josh really knew a lot yeah, of the it seems surface like Josh stuff. Knew more about it than yeah, yeah, for I sure. Maybe or yeah, I've me. I've been I've been a fan of the weird and sordid life story of this particular person for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see what you guys write up about it we'll so see. i can just laugh and be like but what about this one time with lrh <laughs> well that's what you got to interject in there that's the whole thing so i think i've got it written up to his uh late 20s mid 20s I, I don't know if you've got anything that you've worked on i are kind of going back and forth so john and i both read about the same person but different books so it's different perspectives and you know we'll see how it works out yeah but uh anyway news news right let's, let's uh let's roll the, into it the main yes. topic 
Um, I'll kick it your way, I guess, and we'll just roundhouse around the table. Sure. Um, well, I will. I'm just going to start off with just something super light, super something super simple. Today, uh, today is Tuesday, August 18th, right? 18th. Yeah. Yes. Today's Tuesday, August 18th. So Fuck, space. I gotta pay my bills. <laughs> right. I don't have to until uh, the first, so I'm good. I actually thought that today, walking in the door. For some reason, I walked in the door. I got to pay for this house. <laughs> well, and I was just like, oh, yeah, all my bills are paid for a minute. I don't know. It's weird that you bring that up, and it's weird that I thought about that, but I'm like, oh, I don't have to pay bills for another two weeks. Um, but that's so off subject and out of the blue. That you're but, welcome. But I get it, though. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's like one of those little breathing moments, like, oh, I don't have to pay bills for two whole two weeks. weeks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so SpaceX is launching, or they did launch today at 10.31 a.m. Uh, I think their 11th uh, SpaceX Starlink hmm. missions, and that is going to include, so they shot up 58 of the company's broadband internet satellites, as well as three of customer planet Skystat space, or Skysat spacecraft. So okay. Elon Musk is just... I mean, he's going to town. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I mean, he's definitely polluting the skies with a bunch of fucking satellites. It's bad. Yeah. And you can look at it different ways. And I think if you look at it technology based where we're forwarding or, you know, we're, we're using our technology, trying to do with our technology, do good with our technology. I think that's a good thing on the flip side. What is a plan at the end of the Starlink? Isn't like 300,000 fucking satellites that is linked up. Like it, talk about sky pollution, along with all the other junk that's in the orbit. Because oh, these no, are not the five Gs. Uh, yeah, on top of, yeah, there's issues there. So I, number one, I know it's pissing off astronomers. I mean, they're pissed. They they can't see what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. They can't see satellites. Everything. What happens if we get into a situation where we're literally blanketed with satellites? I think uh, that's a pretty big issue. I think also a pretty big issue is once. Everyone has Elon Musk's free internet. Do you get kicked off of it if you shit talk Elon Musk on Twitter because he's a big fucking bitch baby? You talked about well, that. He is too. Hopefully Absolutely. there's some rules and regulations to even his internet. Or is it a I private just, company? So it's like, well, it's my private company. It's, so it's I exactly can, that. I can say or do whatever I want. It's exactly yeah. that. Like it's the same way that like you can, anyone who argues about like, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram trying to suppress someone's first amendment rights. It's like, these are private companies that host a platform that they have specific terms of service for. And so they can tell you to shut the fuck up if they want to. No, and that's not, yeah, you can still go out on the street corner and yell whatever the fuck you want at anyone who passes by. Like you still have that first amendment, right? Um, unless you live in Utah and go to a black lives matter protest and then get, fucking looking at life in prison for buying some paint the day before. Thank so. you, Sim Gill. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's fucking, So, oh, I mean, Jesus. your First Amendment... Oh, God. Your First Amendment is only as strong as you're willing to use your Second Amendment to back it up. That's very shitty. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. So, my, then there's more to come, too. Well, my main right. concern with it is, like, right now, Facebook is helping uh, perpetuate a genocide in Myanmar. So, like, what's... How do we know that like this new fancy satellite internet isn't going to be used for the same nefarious purposes for the exact reason that it's a privately owned right. company and they can do whatever the fuck they want? Right. 
Who's to say it's like, not? There's something else ulterior motive other than just having free Wi-Fi. There's yeah. more things you can put into a little fucking pocket-sized satellite. It's a scary. T- it's a scary thing. I mean, you know, we're living through times that I, I never thought we'd live through, and that's a yeah. big. You know, I think with how on edge the world is, too, our minds kind of go to nefarious dealings. And Elon Musk doesn't yeah. really strike me as a guy that's going to be some type of loose diamonds McGee in his pocket. No, you know, like just <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like some savior of the world or just like a just a. He doesn't strike me as like a fairly decent guy. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it for exactly what I want. And I mean, doesn't he anything- launched a fucking Corvette into space? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Jesus guy. I mean, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's just doing this for his own amusement. <clears throat> yeah. What have you? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. his, whatever for the greater good arguments he makes, I think are very, very tainted by what he actually does in real life. Absolutely. And then look at, you know, I, words of, well, shit, we can get down a rabbit hole, but like his employees who's employed with Tesla and everything. I just, you know, and, he, and I, uh, he tried to swat a former employee for whistleblowing. Like tried oh, did to get really? the man murdered by police. Like, oh, that's that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's your boy Elon. But he smoked yep. weed on Joe Rogan. Oh, that so he's so cool. I mean, he's got to be awesome, yeah, right? But yeah, have you yeah. ever tried DMT, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever insane. seen a narc smoke weed? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Elon Musk. Like, that's it. What? <laughs> you ever seen twenty dollar bill on weed? Which Fucking end do you put stupid. in your mouth? Uh but That's so regardless, well, regardless of what we think, uh, 53, 58 satellites were just launched into space at uh, 1031 on August 18th. Oh, okay. Tuesday. While we're recording this. So today, this will drop on Sunday. So yeah, it's uh, there you go, folks. Yep. 58, 58 of the company's broadband internet satellites. As well as three of customer planet Skysat spacecraft. See, so that's a, you know what? So I, for a while, and I kind of lost track of it, and it's my fault, I think, because of COVID and everything else going on, things took more precedence. But for a long time there, I actually was on NASA's app, and then there's another app that would tell you what was launching daily, weekly, monthly, like what satellites go up. And I'm looking at it, and it is, you're in awe with the amount of shit that goes up into the sky in a year's time frame, you know, the satellites and, or the satellites that are just up there and then they're meant to be junk in a year or junk in mm. two years. And there's no plan for them to come back out of orbit to, you know, burn in the atmosphere and just be done. I mean, it, it's insane with what we See, got up there. I think this is going to be a problem in the next hundred years. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Future generations are going to be like, man, they just barely discovered space, essentially. And look what happened. And they're just shooting all these satellites yep. up, and they're just shooting whatever they want into space because it's not affecting anything. And I think there's going to be some, I don't know, at least some ramifications of shooting. Well, we're even going past that. Whatever. Look at the shit of the probe. We fucking landed probes on Mars. What's what's the contingency to bring that back off of Mars? There is none. When it dies, it dies. On the moon, we land some on the moon. When it dies, it dies, and it yeah. just sets up there. Yeah. So, how long can we go with that before we're just we're just trashing up fucking not only our planet but every other fucking planet? Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's insane. Human humans. Yeah, that's you. right. We, yeah, we ruin our habitat, so it makes it our habitat. Yeah, and then we're happy. So yeah. that's what we do. You know, sadly that's enough, exactly what we do. By the way, John, I started recycling. 
Just want to throw that out there real quick. I saw your new garbage can. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) So anyway. And you know what? Our Uh, recycling probably doesn't even matter because China stopped taking our recycling. Yep. So Uh, they're probably just dumping it in the ocean now. Yeah. Well, we did that in the Navy for fucking, that blew my mind too. Every night we had trash call right over the board. The United States military is the greatest pollution source of pollution on the planet. I absolutely believe that. I was there. I seen it. So, well, thanks for the good news, John. That's awesome. That's a good yeah, article. You're welcome. Um, uh, any, <laughs> anything we could do to, you know, any uplifting thing you need from me. I'm here for, I'm here for everybody. Right. Oh, so did we say that we're letting our hair down this episode and shit's going to be entertaining? I think, I think we did a little bit. We landed on. Yeah. We, we yeah. can be entertaining. So I've got a story about a number station, sort of. Cause oh, nice. I like those. I think they're super interesting. Oh, the number stations are um, crazy. Yeah. So in the middle of, uh, sorry, the name of this story, it's been a minute. Wow. Um, so this is the ghostly radio station that no one really owns or claims to run. Um, and it's from the BBC, from BBC Future. Um, In the middle of Russian swampland, not far from the city of St. Petersburg, is a rectangular iron gate. Beyond its rusted bars is a collection of radio towers, abandoned buildings, and power lines bordered by a dry stone wall. This sinister location is the focus of a mystery, which stretches back to the height of the Cold War. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So this is thought to be the headquarters of radio station MDZHB. That one has ever, that no one has ever claimed to run. 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last three and a half decades. It's been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone. So this is the buzzer. Um, for for how long? Uh, for 30 years. Wow. 35 years for as long as you've been alive. Dang. Um, every, (laughs) you're like, wow. (laughs) Every few seconds it's jointly is joined by a second sound, like some ghostly ship sounding its foghorn. So it's like, you know what I mean? Um, once or twice a week, a man or woman will read out, uh, some words in Russian, such as dinghy or farming specialist. And that's it. Anyone anywhere in the world can listen in simply by tuning a radio to the frequency of 4,625 kilohertz. Whoa. Yeah. So no shit. <clears throat> yeah. So this article goes into like a little bit of the history of number stations and how like, um, they started in predominantly in Russia when uh, like police accidentally loaded or raided the communist party headquarters in London in like the sixties. And uh, that's how the KGB found out that MI five was spying on them was because of the oh, accidental no raid. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> like they'd been spying on them and reading their correspondence for years. And then that happened and all, and they started doing like number station stuff and they couldn't yeah, crack it. Again. That's, that's what, funny. That's what I thought the number station stuff was is for spies. Like, spy language yeah so hmm. this article says that it might be part of the dead hand system which i don't know if you guys know i heard about I heard that, that but, with the turn of the keys right no oh uh so basically the dead hand system was if a specific signal wasn't received then uh the soviets had a this is all allegedly like cold war for right, war, right, basically, right. but that they had a, um, 
a system that would automatically assume that the Kremlin had been knocked out and to launch nuclear weapons. And so they instigated so their own, like, bam. It was basically, it was basically their, uh, their threat deterrent of a, of a preemptive strike by the United States. Oh, okay. okay. So basically they were like, yo, just so you know, if you nuke Moscow and the Kremlin goes down, we have a system set up to just launch everything at mm. you. So yeah. gotcha. Mm. Interesting. I well, feel like there's a, there's another word for that too, but I can't remember. So I'm glad I brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the, <laughs> yeah, there's like a dead man switch that like bombers will use. Yeah. Sometimes. But it's like, fuck, I don't know. It's basically, if you nuke us, we're going to nuke. Yeah, you. mutually assured destruction. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's the word I was actually looking for. Yeah, Mutual, yeah, yeah. Mutually assured destruction. Yeah, and that's why I say alleged around the dead hand system is because I don't. I feel like in recent years I've read stuff of like Putin talking about it, but who knows what the fuck that actually means in real life? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that dude's pretty calculated. He might just say offhand shit to fuck with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was basically talking about it. Like it had been a real thing. Um, so I don't know. Um, that's interesting, but mm. yeah, uh, they do go on to say that that's probably not what this particular station is because it doesn't, um, follow the sky waves. Like what we talked about when we talked about harp, how like, Oh the yeah, yeah. Different thicknesses of the atmosphere and, and things like vary throughout the yeah. day, depending on how, like how the sun's interacting with the atmosphere and right. stuff. And because this radio station doesn't automatically track up to that, like the BBC does, mm-hmm. they're they're saying like that's a pretty unreliable. Uh, that would be an unreliable cog in the dead hand wheel, <laughs> because it doesn't mean that it would be able to receive or send a signal worldwide at any given time. Whereas if it mm-hmm. was tracking that change in the atmosphere, it would be able to because it would always be hitting that frequency that'll bounce it down. Hmm. That's Science. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, they go on and talk about another couple of, um, of number stations. Um, like there's one in North Korea and, uh, they talk about like the theory behind it, like with the, how the encryption works and stuff. Um, it's kind of a long read. Um, I really recommend it. We'll link to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to read it word for word here. <laughs> No, number stations fascinate me. I mean, that whole yeah. thing. I mean, it's just a weird. It's amazing how they dis- that they thought that this is how they're going to do that, and interact with everything. You know, I, I think that's have you it actually according to this article, it works. Hmm. As really is like the people on either end of the of the encryption know. Yeah, what they're talking about, it actually works. Right? Like, huh. Um. It's amazing. Yeah, they have like one-time scratch pads that can be used to translate anything from a few garbled codes of speech or words of speech. Like, even if they were just straight up muttering stuff. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> people spend hours trying to figure this stuff out. I just, yeah. Also, if you haven't watched the movie The Numbers Station with uh, Mr. John Cusack, you should. Is that a movie? Yeah. Mm, I think I've seen really? uh, it. Th- it's on like Netflix or Prime. Oh shit! I'll check that out. I didn't even know he had one. Yeah. I'm stuck yeah. on 2012 with John Cusack. It's, so it's like a yeah. it's a thriller. 
where yeah. he was a number well, station. Well, it's Sean Cusack, so of course it's a thriller. Right. Yeah, because everything he's yeah. in is – he just his whole life is thrilling, really. <laughs> he went from high fidelity to 2012 <laughs> or did. whatever the fuck that <laughs> – No, yeah, you're right. It was 2012. I love 2012. Uh, 1408. Yeah, no, no. John Cusack is a national treasure, but I'm just saying. From point A. a fucking ghetto blaster outside somebody's window to like – That's funny. Get in, get in, let's go. I felt so sorry for him in 1408, too. I'm like, oh, that poor guy. Just get out of the room. Just get out of the room. It's that easy. Just walk away. Yeah, it's not that hard. You stupid (laughs) idiot. (laughs) You piece of shit. What are you doing? Uh, Just in case John Cusack is listening, I love you. Yeah, you're a great guy. I appreciate your work. Yeah. Come over if you want. (laughs) Yeah, come. Uh, I'll tell my address, but later. (laughs) Off there. So anyway, DM us. We'll DM you (laughs) with hearts, hearts emojis. So we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back with something else that's kind of interesting because it mixes uh, paranormal with science, which when we get to that, I'm always kind of curious. Well, isn't science, isn't paranormal science? It is proven. But well, that's why I love this so much because it looks like somebody's trying to prove it. All right. So it's a good thing. Anyway, stand by everybody. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, so we are back. Um, this is interesting. So here's the title of this one, and it actually by Tom Morsyth. So this is Science Explains That You May Not Be Crazy If You See Dead People. Okay. okay. And I saw the title, I'm like, sure, okay, yeah. well, I want to know if I'm crazy or not. So here's the thing. So good news for you. If you're one of the people who can see ghosts or sense this type of energy, is that which that's the first thing that caught me, because not just ghosts, but energy of sorts because we discussed that you know the energy we don't know energy we can't see we haven't put our finger on whatever have you yeah is that scientifically we're beginning to understand how seeing a ghost may be possible perhaps more fundamentally how ghosts may be possible at all so there's a breakdown on this thing uh what were those discoveries that led to the more quantum physics i'm fascinated with quantum theory because i really think that's i'm not going to say it's going to crack the code but I, I think we're missing the boat when it comes to quantum. And I, I, if we get our thumb on that, I think it'll answer a lot of questions of these things that we're not in the ethereal, we're not seeing necessarily. Yeah, it's definitely you know? diving deeper into a more bigger reality, really. I, I mean, it's can. a whole other world. It's, yeah. it's, and I'm, I don't want to sing a Disney song, whole new world. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying it's something totally different. So, you know, we can look at this. Uh, here's the first one. So in search to find out what light is made of, we realize that light seems like a wave and a particle that has a dual nature. So kind of like when we have an adult and a young kid nature inside of us. Sometimes we behave more like the child part, and sometimes we behave more like the adult. The same with light. Sometimes it behaves more like we would expect a wave light to move, but at other times it looks more as if we were a particle or a photon of light. So like quantum, you're looking on both sides at the same time, which I find 
fascinating mm-hmm. because there's, you know, two things can exist in the same quadrant, really. And that's kind of what they're, you know, that's the first thing on this thing. Um, the other one is whether light seems more like a wave or a particle depends on us. So this is kind of neat. And this goes into our thought patterns, I guess, to a certain point. Apparently, when we decide it moves like a wave, it does. When we decide it's a particle, it is. This is called the observer effect and launched a wave of new science, which began to take into account the role that our human consciousness plays in the creation of a physical reality. The implications of this, well, maybe I'll write about another time, this guy says, but let's say they're huge when you're thinking about that. Even more mind-blowing is the finding, the finding that the observer effect works not only forward, but also backward in time. That might be stretching it, but it's an, it's an idea, and that both time and space are not absolute laws of nature that we once believed, but that, too, is another article that this guy's going to write. Um, and I've heard this vaguely with John Tenney. If you remember the book, we covered the review for you Patreon members. Uh, we had a book review on him, and it's Theoretical Weirdo. And he covered this a little bit on how you see a ghost. If one person sees a ghost and they say, oh, such and such and such, it looks like this. But maybe that doesn't appear to the other person. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same theory. You know, what you're looking at, it's different viewpoints. Yeah. Maybe somebody sees red, maybe somebody doesn't. Sure. You know? And, I mean, are you even seeing a ghost? Yeah. Like, I mean, who say that's what it really is? Like, is that, like, the ghost is what we, you know, humans think of a ghost? Like, we can all say that a ghost is a dead person we would think that if we saw a ghost we would be like that's a dead sure. person that's a classic like, explanation the, right yeah like yeah. everybody thinks of ghost equals dead person yeah um but who's to say that even if you really do see that ghost is that a dead person well or, we and, talk about I glitches mean, unless unless you see like your mom and you're like, holy shit, that's my dead mother. Even then you might be seeing her from when she was alive, and it's just weird quantum entanglement. Like if you want to talk. weird time stamp or something. Yeah. yeah. Imprinted somehow. Get yeah. into quantum physics. That Which I can't get into. Explanation. I want to, but I can't. That explanation's a lot more likely to come to you from a quantum theorist that it's that you're seeing them from another time, less that it's like the ghost of a dead person. Mm-hmm. Um, but prov- I don't know, like using the, the theory of the observer on mm-hmm. that is really yeah. interesting. It's basically like Schrodinger's catting. Yes, uh, exactly. Ghosts. Yeah. Is like, it alive? Is it dead? We don't know. Is it a ghost or isn't it? We don't yeah. know until we look. Yeah. No, it's just crazy. Well, and again, you know, it's crazy to think like that. And that's why I love these times because people are trying to reinvent what's going on. They're trying to reinvent what they think, what they see. This is the third thing on this article, and then I'll, I'll leave it back to you kids. Um, the wave aspect seems to be the blueprint for the particle aspect. So this wave aspect is really about moving energy and the patterns created when energy moves. Look to the sky when a storm is forming, especially a tornado or hurricane Uh, to get a deeper hint of this. As it turns out, these wave patterns serve as a design template for the construction of the particle. And I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting to think of. And you think of things out of, it's not just this basic, you know, ghost in a shrouded shade. Ooh, that's my dead grandma. There's so much more around this. And there's so much more people talking about this theory. It's just very interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, ghosts fascinate me. Oh God! Just yeah, yeah, and they fascinate me beyond. It's a spirit walking around. There's something there. Mm 
mm-hmm. and it's yeah. more than what we can grasp. And you yeah, know, and honestly, I don't, I don't really focus on it at all. But like when I think about it, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. There's something to that because people are seeing these things, right? I just don't think it's your dead relative going. Ooh. <laughs> Absolutely, you know what I mean. I like so. I just don't think that that's yeah. it. But like I do believe somebody is seeing like something or like maybe they even are seeing their grandpa stand at their foot of the bed, like grab their foot or yeah. something. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, well, and I think so here's twofold to this. Number one, I believe that people get, obviously we're sensitive and we're emotional. So if we say so we have, say you got a real life story. My mother used to talk about, uh, her granddad was, or her dad was on his deathbed. And she said, look, you know, when you, when you pass, let me know if it's okay. You know, give me a sign or something. And and a lot of people do that. You know, tell me there's something on the other side. Tell me it's okay. Sure. And so the next night after he passed, she dreamed about uh, him. And, you know, he's he's in a chair and people are carrying him into a church and he's waving and the sun's up and everybody's clapping. And he was smiling. He waved right at her. To her, that, to her, sure. that meant there's an afterlife. He's happy. He's safe. But that's her subconscious. And everybody has these stories. Mm-hmm. You're going to kind of interweb whatever you want to see to a certain point. But that's not to say that, number one, you're going to try to attach that dream to what that is. Maybe it was just a fucking dream. Uh-huh. You know, God knows. Yeah. You know, or if you see something, you literally think you see something in the corner or a ghost or a haunted house. Uh, you know, maybe it's just, you know, it, it's a little bit of intuition in the back of your mind with that. And you're going to formulate that, you know, and you talk about an entanglement. I think there's a lot to it, you know. So anyway, not to get into the weeds, still a fun subject, but that was interesting. Uh-huh. I thought. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, um, moving on. Cause I feel like we could just talk about what ghosts are for. <laughs> could we make could like a three parter. We I, honestly, like I could spend yeah. the rest of this episode talking about what we could, what the possibility of ghosts are. Maybe we should just change our format and just be like, the, the the ghost podcast <laughs> you get you get so some friends of ours had a podcast like this like f- fucking 10 years ago like not paranormal stuff but like uh it was called i know everything and they were just like talking about random shit yeah and that was the podcast they would just talk about random shit until it was over oh. and then hmm. I mean, it wasn't like random, random shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. never mind. It was basically <laughs> like the listeners walked in on a conversation that was already happening. And then when the podcast ended, it was like they walked away from the conversation. So that That's was kind of, kind of a format. Like, I don't know. Too funny. Um, well, here's my next story. There's a telescope in Puerto Rico called the Arecibo. It's giant. It's been there for 40 plus years. Um, it's been... Uh, Central part with SETI, everything, and there happened to be a wire that snapped that completely fucked this telescope up. And I, it happened on August 10th, and they don't really know how this really actually happened because it should have been. There was somebody that said that those cables and everything should have lasted another decade, hmm. like bare minimum. This is a really important satellite for looking at the cosmos. Um, like I think I remember said, when they was, built it, like it, they put a lot of money and a lot of time. It's on a like one of the highest elevations there, isn't it? Isn't it the one from? I like, don't know about the elevation. Contact and Goldeneye and shit. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I don't know. So I don't know about. So the, it's a. It's it's one of the crater like the 
the crater's been cemented over to make a refracting oh, dish for, gotcha, gotcha. for okay. a telescope. It's a radio telescope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to find this quote by Carl Sagan because he was like all about it. And then uh, you asked me the. Sorry. It's my fault. <laughs> yes, How high is it? How big is it? When yes, was it built? Elevation. What color is it? I'm just like, God I have it, no Shane. idea. I have no idea what the elevation is of this thing. But um, it's basically pretty much fucked up right now. And it's there. It's under conspicuous circumstances. So hmm. more than likely, you know, one of these cables just snapped and that was yeah. just that. But I, I think they think there's something nefarious to it. Um, but as for now, it's not um, detecting anything. It's out of commission. Um, and it's also a radar capable of transmitting radio waves. Most radio telescopes, such as the larger one in China, fast, are only able to listen. So thus, uh, Arecibo can make maps of planets and determine the orbit and size of potentially dangerous asteroids better than any other radio telescope in the world. Wow. So you're saying we need it. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's a thing. Like, yeah, so this, this is definitely, like, detecting any asteroids that could be potentially dangerous to the Earth and everything, and that is down. And right it now. just so happens that's out of commission. It's out of commission. And we're almost Joy. to the end of the month. What's <laughs> September bringing? There's a full yeah. moon. I caught memes on that, by the way. <laughs> What's going on, 2020? What's next? Literally, well, I mean, November's next. So that's that's what happens next in 2020 is November. You're skipping a month. I'm skipping, skipping two I'm months. I'm skipping a month. I'm just hoping that <laughs> September is quiet. Oh, for, for the love of God, November, please. Because November. Oh, I, I, I'm skipping two months. I, I don't have any patience I'm just saying the point. biggest, the next big thing is November. <laughs> just just the month. Just, it's like, just the, can the month just come? November 1st. That's, <laughs> Well, November 4th or 5th or whenever it is, it's going to be quite interesting. Oh, yes, sir. I was getting towards the election, but not too yeah, Well, I get it. I get it. Things will change. Yeah. Well, even wow. though Trump did call for an extra extra four years after this election. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he shut down the post office, Because too, he said his 26, you know. 2016 election was just so shitty that he, he deserves an extra four years for that. I um, You're making me angry. That's... That's how the United States government works, guys. That's how the Constitution yeah. was written. You didn't. Yeah. Well, oh, you, didn't you, had a, know, you had a bad election time, even though you won. You sorry. didn't know about the. Oh, we should accommodate you more. Oh, shit. They were mean to me, Claus. We'll give you an extra four years. So, quick story, if you don't mind. It's like 30 seconds, but it's about Trump, and I find it funny. So my wife has family members, and she has a nephew. Your wife has family members? <laughs> She's got quite a few, actually. So she has a nephew. He's graduating. He's 17. He's graduating this year. He's into uh, meditation, all this other stuff. And he has this group that he belongs to, and he believes in positive enforcement and talking. But, you know, if you focus on something enough, it'll change. Something will happen, you know, if you focus all your energy. So him and his group got together and they want to focus all their energy for one night on Trump. Not necessarily to, you know, cause harm to him, but just something's going to happen to him. 
some it, maybe he gets a little ill. He has to step back. Something happens in the White House. He gets assassinated. I don't know. You pick it. They just Nothing focused bad, on just this. assassination. Right. <laughs> Nothing bad. Crazy just stuff. Right. Whatever. innocent. They're high school. Yeah, kids. Exactly. Give him a break. He's telling me the story. Boys will be boys. Yeah. I mean, they didn't well, wish him a fucking parsnip yeah. cake on the. In our day, it was jummy jacks. Today, it's you know thought meditation to kill someone. So there's that. And they focused everything. And the next day, his brother died. I'm like, man, you guys focused wrong. You weren't on the yeah, right. You missed Ray wrong Trump. <laughs> yeah. Wrong goddamn Trump. Yeah. But you tried. So anyway. I mean, honestly, I with like QAnon and all sorts of all the wild random shit that's been going on for the last few years, like I don't know if him dying in office is actually the optimal outcome for America. I, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's going to fix anything. No, I think that would make it worse. I think that would make him a martyr. Yeah. And, yeah. and God knows his followers will definitely hold him up on a cross. So, well, anyway, anyway. what do you have? Anyway, speaking of that Carl was my Sagan. fault. I, I, that was my, I'm going to take responsibility <laughs> for the sidetrack. So I'm sorry. And go ahead. Speaking of Carl Sagan, uh, this is from Nautilus, and uh, it's by Jason Wright, and it's basically Galactic Settlement and the Fermi Paradox. The results of galactic colonization models are a mixed bag for SETI optimists. Oh. So this is a really interesting article, uh, kind of a dry read, though. Um, but he's basically going through all of the arguments that people like – William Newman and Carl Sagan uh, made about the expansion of a civilization in the soul into the galaxy. Excuse me. And how um, like a slow moving civilization that's deliberately expanding sounds like it would be more successful, but they argue that it wouldn't take, it would take longer than the lifetime of the galaxy to complete. Okay. And, the flip side of that is um, a more rapidly expanding civilization is probably uh, less stable prob- because they're probably rapidly expanding because they're running out of resources. Like too much, like the bubble's getting too big, too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, like European, you could liken it to European colonization, basically. Um, like they're just out to exploit and move on like locusts. Right. Um, but they go through and kind of rebuttal a lot of that with, with some mathematics and, and they look at like how the original argument that was made about that was looking at civilizations expanding on a flat slice of the galaxy and not in 3d, the way stars actually move in space. Interesting. So they were like, Oh, you'd run out of space or room or whatever, you know? And it's like, well, no, cause if you were a slower expanding civilization, the way the stars rotate, you'd always eventually have new stars to move on to. And, um, and then they get into the Aurora effect, uh, which is basically when they, when they start talking about, so first it's very scientific about how there's no evidence that we've been visited. So they're assuming we haven't been visited. And then the second half of the article, they start talking about like, well, but what if, it was so long ago that we don't recognize what was left as mm. alien technology. Um, so sort of ancient aliens, but not exactly. And they start talking about previous industrial or previous indigenous uh, technological civilizations. 
Um, so mm. people that could have come here before humans or in early humanity or maybe earlier earth originating cultures that yeah. had higher technology. Um, and that gets really interesting. And then they, uh, they talk about, um, the theory that was in, they're basically talking about, uh, place like systems that could be settled, but couldn't really be inhabited or it could be in- inhabited. They were habitable, but they weren't settleable because the indigenous life was just too untamable, basically. Right. Like if you, if you, you can't it, mold them. If you look at it from interstellar, like, uh, Matt Damon's planet in an interstellar, like they could have eked out an existence there, but it wouldn't have been good for a long-term settlement. Right. Right. Um, so kind of, they're thinking about it kind of more along those lines, but they're also like, well, what if we're Aurora, which is this fictional planet in the book where this idea comes from, um, that says like, it's just, they could, they could, settle here but they couldn't establish a settlement like they could come here and they could right. live here but they couldn't stay because we're humans and we're fucking burning everything all the goddamn time that, that's kind of like, like in uh bruce like, fenton these territory. motherfuckers are wild <laughs> yeah, I'm out yeah. of here. like not like less put it in drive less a galactic zoo more of like a wild game preserve <laughs> that's fucking crazy <laughs> well that's kind of jerry weird. get in get jerry get i in, told you twice now get in the craft <laughs> we have humans Chuck, chucking spears at us. We need to. Leave. I'm taking this whole continent around. We're going home. These That's kind of Bruce Fenton territory, territory in a way, bit. because you know he's he dabbles on that. You know, is this possible? Is this something that might have happened? You know, and we're still archaeology, as far as that's concerned. We're still finding that we were wrong on this date. We were wrong on this date. We keep pushing things back. Yeah, and it's know? so hard to get uh, institution like the institutions. Yeah. To the quote-unquote mainstream field of study to accept yeah. when changes need to be made because that's just the way – well, that's the way I Well, the it. book's already written. We can't rewrite that yeah. book. Well, and if, yeah. you, if you go in, especially if you're trying to say, hey, I think we're wrong because aliens, like you're – no yeah. one's going to listen to that. <laughs> that <laughs> no one's going to listen. That will never, that will never fly. But yeah. if you go in saying, hey, I think we're wrong on the date of this because – this is clearly water erosion around the base of the Sphinx, but this area has been dry for 5,000 years. So this must be much older. Right. Then you might get somewhere, but even then it's kind of like baby well, steps. All, to listen all, about it, all those you know? doctors and scientists have already made their minds up though. Yeah. They're like, no, that's, that's a thing. The, the, yeah. It's been dry around here forever. That's not water erosion. Yeah. It's Robinson like, but, was right but, in 1929 when I took my, courses at <laughs> can yeah, Illinois you know, state they're, university. They're just so fucking pompous. Um, it kind of does remind me of there's a Twilight Zone episode where this guy thinks he's in an apartment and it's just a regular American apartment in the, you know, based in the 60s. And all of a sudden the curtain goes up and there's this different alien civilization looking at a human living in their mind. That was a Twilight Zone episode? Uh, oh, wow. And all of a sudden he realizes, I think he wakes up in there and he's like, oh, man. But it's his apartment, so he's like, like right. he's a zoo animal, and he's a zoo animal. Nice. So you know, uh, maybe we're zoo I, animals to these. Uh, you know, say say aliens are actually visiting Earth. 
they're just kind of watching us being like, wow. You know, you put a mouse in a maze. Wow. And you go. really here throwing their own shit at each other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Guys, Carla, do you see this? Do you see this? <laughs> Thank I God like how we- you named aliens like Carla and Doug. And, <laughs> and this is why little Earth. Jimmy will not grow up to marry an earthling while I'm still <laughs> That's alive. right. He's in love with this tentacle thing over here. He's fucking fine. Leave him alone. Oh, oh man! Over no, that, my dead regular body. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the end of Captain America, the first Avenger. Also, though, like when they pull him out of the ice and then set him up in a room so that he thinks it's like 1941 oh, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. Still. yeah, I was at this game. Yeah. <laughs> he totally did a fucking buy it. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that blows my mind when you think about that because that's looking back on. What if, and I've heard that theory, you know, we're mice in a maze. And what if that's the case? Then what do we, then what do we, what are we, what do we mean to us and civilization? And I mean, if we find that out and aliens land, and I'm just saying hypothetical, well, you know, you guys are experiments. And so we decided to reveal ourselves. What's it do to your self worth and your morals, your consciousness, your. I don't think it would. Are you going to just go buy pizza and go, okay, yeah, cool. I did my thing. I mean, I feel like. I don't think it would change anything. Yeah. Because it would change hugely for me. Well, is that going to change? Well, I mean, you're an atheist. Don't you already feel like you're just kind of like a bag of chemicals and water walking around anyway? Anti theist, but eh, a little bit. What would, you know, what would having some unknown creature descend from the heavens saying, Hey, you know what? what? You're right. And we did that. Why would that change anything? So yeah, the only thing that would change it for me is if that's okay. Aliens come down. They say, we're their little science experiments and our life mean nothing. We're basically mice to us. I'd be like, okay, that's fucking sure. Okay. I accept that. Does that mean my debt is erased and I can just live in my house for free now? Like, do I get my truck? Uh, like, yeah. literally, that's where my mind would go. I'm like, okay, sick, whatever. Um, where's the debt going? Also, do I need to go to work still? <laughs> also, I, mean, I have a question. Question. <laughs> like, I will. Like, I don't think, I just feel like for some reason our alien overlords, if they came down and they said that, it's like, okay, so is Fannie Mae still a thing or are there like, banks? Uh like yeah. because if not or if so, then I'll just con- I just feel like life would just continue on regularly. I'd just be like, You're not here to torch the samples, are you? <laughs> I just I just don't think life would change that much. Like so, we would just know that like hopefully maybe there'd be less uh, the sadness be, in the world, maybe no, because they uh, uh, maybe there'd be uh, less religions. I was going to call out specific. No, people would worship them as gods, whether they said they were or not. Yeah, because people it's something bigger, better. Stupid. People and worship gonna, yep. Trump like he's like the lead pedo buster in charge instead of a raging pedophile himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, Jeffrey Epstein's friend. What are you talking about? Come on, people. <laughs> My thing with that would be the only thing that I would take away from it that would break my heart would be purpose. If I found out I was an experiment, I lost my purpose. Well, yeah. what that makes sense? Purpose. I don't think my life has any purpose. I, I, I my life is a purpose. Which yep. is, I have something to do, something to donate to society, something to say I was a footprint here. I was a carbon-based something. I mean, I, I have a purpose to do something. Like if I didn't feel yeah, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't do this podcast. I mean, I, I, I have. Oh, dr- John, I Jesus, have, I have drive. I have drive, <laughs> but like in the end of it, like 
people want to have kids to like carry on their name or their legacy. I don't care about a legacy. I, I, yeah. I mean, sure. If people want to talk to me about me when I'm dead, that would be cool. I guess I don't really care, but maybe I'm overthinking. I don't, it. I don't I really don't know. Uh, like, I just don't really have a, like a, a, a purpose really. Like I'm going to do my best while I'm alive. And then when I die, then I guess I'm dead. So yeah, I'm not do? trying yeah. to challenge you. I just like want to understand what you're saying. Because like, what is what is your purpose? And if it's to like leave a footprint for history that you were here, I think fine. That's a very noble purpose. How does that change if some fucking dipshits drop out of the sky and be like, "Oh hey, what's up, science experiment?" <laughs> you put it like that, you know. I mean, no, I, I totally get it. Like, I totally okay, get it. Fuck you, and, scientist and I, in the sky. But I still want to do the things that make me feel right, like I, there's right. a reason for me to be here. And I think that's really the premise of it. And not to get too much in the weeds, but really, you know, a purpose resolves in, I'm not a science experiment. We are living, breathing creatures. We walk around, we do things. I mean, we, you know, and again, atheists, some people are atheists. I don't consider myself that. I consider myself an anti-theist. I don't believe in that one fucking thing that put his finger down and made Adam and Eve. There's got to be something. Something's connected somewhere. The universe has something to it. And I want to feel like I'm part of that universe. And if I found out, that I was a science experiment, I feel like I would be detached from that universe. Does that make sense? Kind of. I mean, there's I think, more to it. I but, think you know, but I mean, it's that, not that it doesn't that make sense. sense. I think it's just that, like, personally, I disagree. Yeah, nah, and that's Which, fine. That's yeah. what we we're all individuals, and that's absolutely. There's just got to be more than this. This is beautiful, but there's got to be more. There's something there. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it, like, but there's something there. Like, to me, I, if someone dropped out of the sky and said that, I don't think that, it would change the way I feel about any of it one bit. Fair. Very fair. You know what I mean? I, That's I why I'm ju- like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. honestly, I believe in it anyway, to some degree. Like, I mean, I believe that there's different civilizations out there, and part of me does believe that they're visiting us. So that isn't changing anything for me because I already believe. So I'm living my life with that belief in I the, guess. in the back of your head, sure, you know, that's yeah. there. Right. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. And I mean, I'm definitely open to that, not com- existing at all, but I don't know. I guess I wouldn't consider myself an atheist either, but I'm more of a nihilist, honestly, like, Oh, and not yeah, com- fair, not completely, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm alive. I'm going to do my best for my friends and my family and I'm going to try and survive, and then when I die, I die. Fair enough. Like, um, would it be cool to have people talk about me in the history book? Sure, but I'm not a big enough of an asshole for people to talk to me, talk about me <laughs> in history books. True, and I don't want to come off egotistical, like you know, I'm looking for somebody to fucking and write a movie. No, about no, me. no, I don't mean that. But, you I know. just mean like I feel like everybody that's talked about in history books. Are fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, well, lately, as of it's like yeah, people <laughs> yeah, are going to talk always. about Putin. Yeah. People are going to talk about yeah. all of these people in history, and it's like yeah, fuck that guy, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. You're cool. Also, fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. Like yeah, yeah. I get, it, and I think it's nothing of. I don't really want an imprint. Mortally, um, anyway, we're getting in the weeds, yeah. but you know, there, there's more to it. Um, it's okay. It's a <laughs> let it's your okay. hair down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We've all had yeah. long weeks. Well, you guys have had long weeks. 
God, my week is – I don't want to go on vacation ever yeah. again. Because Let's not get in those times. weeks. Let's not get yeah, in yeah, those yeah. weeds. What anyway, day is it? We're, <laughs> exactly. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, I've got some media stuff. And then from there, if we want to have a couple more things going on, great. But um, everybody stand by. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes. Well, I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you Did you just make a will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? Alright, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it. What? Oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, and we were back. So I've got some media things I want to talk about, which I think are kind of cool because I'm a fan for this, but I'm not a fan for the channel. So real quick, I got three. I'll kind of jump them out there. Uh, Swamp Thing. You guys heard of the Swamp Thing? Been in comic books. Yeah, 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 been in a movie, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it is being rebooted yet again, and there's going to be a Swamp Thing series. It starts on October 6th, 90-minute premiere, and it's based on the DC characters created by Lynn Wein and Berner Wrightson. Uh, swamp Thing follows Abby Arcane as she investigates what seems to be a deadly swamp-borne virus in a small town in Louisiana, but soon discovers that the swamp holds mystical and terrifying secrets, uh. just like the whole plot of Swamp Thing. The problem I have with this... Well, mm-hmm. I was about to say what network is putting it out. Uh, CW. CW. Yeah, at least the cast will be hot. Oh, C- yeah, right. Okay, well, CW. so this show's going to totally fucking suck. <laughs> I try to give every CW show I a mean, shot. I mean, Supernatural's been on for like 90 years. Oh, Jesus Christ, at least it's 45. Good? It's been on Actually, for 90 it's not. Years? I watched it. It wasn't bad. I've never watched it. I tried Flash. I tried these other ones, and I just, I'm I'm like, okay. I used to like Supernatural, but I haven't watched it in like. CW seems like some. uh, It's a teeny bopper thing. Teen thing, yeah. Nancy Drew, I think, is on CW, right? Oh, shit. Well. Well, Never mind. Change everything. (laughs) Hold the phone. Anyway. I stand corrected. (laughs) I think they had a movie out maybe 10 years ago with Swamp Thing. It was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. Was it it Tromaville? No. Well, Tromaville would be sick because it's trauma films. Yeah. CW isn't that cool. No. It's not that cool. No, that's why I meant like the movie that came out a couple years ago. I was like, I haven't heard of any Swamp Thing movie that wasn't trauma and Oh, yeah, shit, you're right. Okay, I know what you're saying, yeah. For as long as I can remember. Yeah, it's been a bit. No, this was uh, wasn't connected to that. They did a pretty good, I think it was Sony, to be honest with you, if I remember right. It wasn't bad. It just, you know, it is what it is. When's this piece of shit coming out? <clears throat> October 6th. Okay. So I'll watch it. <laughs> Thanks for shitting all over my fucking media. <laughs> When's this fucking pile of steaming? <laughs> anyway. 
And here's another cool thing for gamers, by the way. So uh, there's a Lovecraftian digital board game called October Night Games. It is on Kickstarter, but it is going to arrive on Steam October 15th. Uh, do you guys do Steam at all? I don't, you're not no. big gamers, I don't think. But I don't know what that is. Steam's like an online game platform, and they have all these different... For all the gamers to get horny with each other. And basically, like Steam okay, came free like, on this, so I played like well. Twitch? No, it's a little bit better than Twitch. I had a Twitch for a while. At least two weeks. lasted a while. Oh, you're talking about the other thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So physical... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never, heard, I've never heard of Steam. Okay, so Steam's... Uh, well, you listeners probably know about it. So this is actually a horror-themed board game. Uh, nothing new, because there's a lot of them out there. But this is still worthy of attention. Uh, October Night Games. The premise is a battle of up to six players between the two cults, which is what piqued my curiosity, to decide the fate of the world on Halloween night. One side is attempting to summon the great old ones while the other is trying to stop them. The twist is that you won't know who is who uh, and which side they're on until Halloween night. In the meantime, you'll be doing cultish things while vulning suspicion. So you kind of, sounds like you build your little fucking thing and then come Halloween night, oh. shit hits a fan. That sounds fun. It kind of sounds cool. Do uh, we it's your gamer a little bit. It's a bit. board game, right? It's an online board game. Oh. It's not a physical board see, game. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a physical, I'm a physical guy. You say I'm a gamer. I'm not a gamer. Well, okay. I like Take playing back. board games. Yeah. I'm not sitting with headphones being like... <laughs> In front of the computer like this. Talking shit to 12-year-olds. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing your shit. By the way, when we're done, you got to check out a couple of little card games and board games. I got Gloom. Have you ever played that? Never have. Oh, it's a blast. And I might send you home with... Campy creatures. Okay. That's fun. You and Tori might like that. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Lovecraftian <clears throat> stuff. Yeah. Did you guys watch Lovecraft Country yet? I no. was going to tell HBO, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it good? HBO kicked me off because I have Fire Stick and HBO Go and now aren't supported. So I got to do download oh. HBO Max. We'll we, take this offline. Yeah. We talked about that later. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, sure. But it's really fucking good. I had to watch it three times because I was... Um, very, 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 very fucking stoned the first two times I watched it. Fair. Fair. Um, and I was like, I don't really understand what's happening. Still kind of. I heard it was great. It's really actually. Good. Yeah. Is it? I, I'm anything HP Lovecraft. I fucking love, but people fuck him up a lot where they say, Oh, it's a based on. It's uh, not know. based on any of his actual writings per se. It's based on sort okay. of the universe of his writings. Huh. All right, fair. If that makes I get sense, that. yeah, totally, totally. Um, but yeah, it's oh, check so it out. far so good. Check so, it out. Yeah, anyway, HBO. Cool. That's cool. Uh, one last one. This one kind of has me excited a little bit, but then at the same time, inside of me, I'm like, God damn it, you can't remake this because it's a one in a fucking time movie. If you remake it, you're going to ruin it. If you say Dances with the Wolves, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, Waterworld, actually. <laughs> Which my wife and I watched on Sunday the other day. We were just stuck. It's like, oh, look, Dennis Hopper. Oh, okay, cool, oh, on a boat. I think my brother watched uh, Waterworld because it's in my, like, recently watched. Oh, did he I check it out? Tori didn't watch it. I love Waterworld, by the no, way. No, it's, it's actually a good show. It's he, not yeah, as yeah. good as The Postman, but it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Postman's pretty fucking badass, too. Like um, Kevin Costner is a national treasure. We're, oh, we, I just, we're so easy about getting <laughs> off track. It's insane. I just, I just, we're together for the first time. We I can't know. stand it. On a podcast I listened to, like a, na- a daily news once, the, one of the main, like one of the co-hosts went off about Kevin Costner and Dances with Wolves like three days ago, and that's why it was oh, really? making me laugh super hard. Good or bad? Funny. 
Uh, they were talking about how Kevin Costner is a movie star, not an actor, which is pretty fucking true. I mean, I'm not going to argue with <laughs> No, no, not going to argue that point. And then <laughs> the, Jesus, the dude started getting super pissed that Dances with Wolves won the Academy Award against okay. what it was up against. Yeah, fuck that guy because it should have. <laughs> it was a bit and it was hilarious. Anyway, that that's just made fucking me think funny. I'm just saying, whoever that is, Dancing with Wolves deserves every award it has ever been given. It's the best movie ever created. I'm not even going to fucking say what I'm saying. Get into what It's about to be rebooted. What's, no, what's but I've never seen Dancing with Wolves. What? That's the one Kevin Costner movie you I've never seen. You and my friend seen. Goose have never <laughs> seen it, and I have to... Awful, How man. is that the one Kevin Costner movie you've never I, seen? I don't know. It was you've, in my mom and dad's store for seen years the on VHS. fucking bodyguard, but you haven't seen Dances with Wolves. What the hell's being rebooted, Shane? The Exorcist. Oh. Eh. Is being rebooted. Cool. Yeah. Right? Well, again, you know, if you do it fucking right. So Mormon Crick reportedly developing a new reboot uh, movie for theaters. Um, the site reports current Morgan Crick projects include Stay Tuned at AMC with the planned theatrical reboot of The Exorcist in the works for 2021. The power so, of Christ compels you. Yeah, well, so, so here's the thing. If with, they keep that scene in, then I'm down. Right, But exactly. if she doesn't fuck herself with the cross, then... Oof. Tough guy. So what's the point? That's tough. So that's just franchise. I'm just going to go watch Constantine. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, they're actually part two. Keanu Reeves is already thinking about doing it. About fucking time. I know. I love that fucking show. Um, so it hasn't been on the big screen since 2005. Release of Dominion, prequel to Exorcist, which was weird. Um, alternate version, the previous year's Exorcist, the beginning. And then, of course, Exorcist 2 and the Heretic, which was Exorcist 3. Have, have you guys seen the beginning Exorcist? They came out, like, I think, 99, where they went back. He's in the desert digging up the church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love that. Uh, like, I love that show. It's so weird and fucking creepy. Yeah. You know, they find this church in the middle of Africa. They dig it. Oh, anyway. Yeah. But we'll see. I we'll see if they do it justice. Actually. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. See, it was fucking bad. There's two versions, by the way, of that movie, and I didn't know, and they're totally different. But one's kind of buried because the director, I guess, got in a big pissing match with Hollywood, and they said, fuck you, and they kind of let it go. And then the other one's more prevalent. Very interesting to find out. So there's another version out there. I saw it at AMC one time years ago. But anyway, those are my uh, media things. I found that interesting. Uh, Exorcist scared the shit out of me back in the day. We'll see if it does it again. So. Yeah, I was always just a little too... It. I mean, I wasn't born when it came out, kind of. Her walking downstairs backwards, I, I just like, I mean, holy it, fuck. It, all, it, all, it always like freaked me out a bit, but I think... If I was that right age, it would have freaked me out a lot more. Well, it came out in 73, so when I watched it, I think I was 16, 17. Yeah, I probably watched it in, like, 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was, like, late 80s. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, where even if it was scary, like, the effects are so outdated, you're just kind of like... Like, now it's... Yeah, Yeah. now you watch it now, and you're like, okay, that's... Okay. Um, So, I want to talk about... And I think this is the big story of the day, especially in the UFO community, is that the Senate Intelligence Committee ran by Marco Rubio has said that they are very interested in investigating UFOs. And that's been all over the New York Times. I mean, we've talked about it in other news episodes. Um, And if you're paying just a little bit of attention to the UFO world, the gimbal, the tic-tac, all those, all those videos, um, 
we know that Congress and the Senate is kind of taking uh, a serious look into this phenomenon, if you will. And we've had a tipped and people have said that that wasn't a real thing. People have said that that was a real thing, but um, you know, if that was a real thing and going pretending, not pretending, but saying a tip was a real thing, they have yeah. now turned that into UAP uh, TF. So unidentified or unidentified aerial phenomenon task force. Oh, so okay. UAP TF. And so that's the new, I guess, task force looking into this phenomenon. So all that being said, saying how much interest there is with like Marco Rubio coming out and saying that they're, you know, this is a threat to national security and they need to uh, investigate everything and that they are going to do everything, you know, whatever. So this has happened before in American government. And this happened. Interesting. This happened in the 60s. To this extent, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. All like, right. The same, literally, it's mirroring the 60s. So this is the same exact thing that has happened. So, like, I think we all hear about, like, you know, Marco Rubio saying this and saying, like, every six months there's they're going to be transparent about this certain thing or whatever. And so it makes everybody like, Oh my God, disclosure. Like it, it's coming. It's disclo- now disclosure yeah, yeah. with a capital D. Like we're going to do it. Like we're going to figure out some stuff. We're going to find some stuff. So back in 1947, um, the military had begun the first like trifecta of UFO related research programs. And that was project sign and then Project Grudge, and then the most famous one is Project Blue Book. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they, those three, uh, those three programs investigated 12,618 UFO cases within the 22 years they operated and found only 701 remain unidentified, which... That's a huge ratio. That's pretty damn huge. And also, uh, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of, I'm getting this article off of the Black Vault by John Greenwald. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. So this is where I'm getting all of this. Um, but I mean, 701 out of 12,000. That's still a very phenomenal, huge number. Hmm. So that came down, and Gerald Ford is the one back in the '60s that. There were a bunch of sightings in Michigan, especially on this like college campus, and Gerald Ford was a senator at the time before he was president, and he wrote to the Senate, hey, we need to do some investigating into these UFOs. We need to figure out what these are, and he got the 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 response that we would all think that they got like everybody like he was ridiculed and everything but he ended up getting a, a secret closed meeting maybe not secret but he got a closed meeting with the armed services and science hmm. um and after that they vowed to do a legitimate study on UFOs because i mean he brought it to the thing that hey these are in our private airspaces. This is a threat to national security. This could be a different country. 
This could be Russia, China, or any other, like back in the Which 60s. is probably one of the things he was really running off of. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's what you yeah. have to run off yeah, of. Is of course. Like, this is, you know, we're not scared of aliens in the sky, but we are scared of Russia. We are scared of China. We are scared of any adversary that wants to Absolutely. up in the American way of life, you know, per se. So Gerald Ford was able to do this, and he was able to make the wheels in motion. Well, Project Blue Book ended in like 1970 or something, and they sent this study to Condon. Uh, uh, I, I believe his name. Well, he, they sent this to a professor that worked for the University of Colorado, and his name was Dr. Edward Condon. So he basically studied, you know, quote-unquote studied. Who knows what he really did, but for two years. And basically, long story short, he came back, and his study basically said there is no threat to national security, and it's basically a waste of time to be studying this. Yeah, he basically said it was a big load of shit and said it was a big load of shit before he looked at even one fucking report. Yeah, and so he, he managed to convince. He didn't that, study. That, that just, like, he created zero studies. And I mean, J. Allen Hynek. Yeah. J. Allen Hynek came in to Project Blue Book as a staunch um, skeptic. Right, right. Yeah, he was an open minded yeah. skeptic. Um, Condon came in as a closed-minded skeptic. He came in to put it to bed and to shut it down. Yeah, and I mean that's part of, of the, he did. that's part of the thing is like he came in to shut it down. So he didn't do any type of studying whatsoever. And he worked for the University of Colorado and the Condon report, which it's famously called, um, came back and said, you know, this is there's nothing, there's no. This is pointless to study. So John Greenwald brings up the question, is history repeating itself? And although still contested on whether the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, was truly a quote-unquote UFO study similar to Project Blue Book, let us assume for a moment it was, and it continues to this day disguised as the UAPTF. Like I said, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which the new Senate, headed by Marco Rubio, is now studying these things. So let's look at some of the uh, dichotomies and some of the similarities. So the studies conducted by ATIP reflect those done decades ago by Project Blue Book. The military witnesses from the 2004 USS Nimitz encounters, the 2015 USS Roosevelt encounters, and others interviewed by the ATIP reflect those military encounters that were brought up in the 1966 congressional hearing on UFOs as investigated under Project Blue Book. This has already happened. Military has already came out with these things. Like, the Tic Tac isn't the first time the military witnesses have come out with this. So, the stigma surrounding the topic in the 1960s, which resulted in Ford receiving ridicule for pushing for a UFO hearing, echoes that of the stigma often referred to by Lou Elizondo, the man who says he led the ATIP effort from within the Pentagon. Um, The 1966 enlistment of the University of Colorado, along with a scientific team to create a public report based on UFO data, 
is nearly identical to the unfolding saga that present-day Congress is pushing for a public report from the IC. Jesus. So it's really like... History repeats itself. We are mirroring... Uh, you know, we're we're mirroring the 1960s. But let's so all not of this hope that happens, up. though. I mean, obviously, no one's hoping it happens. But right, I mean, right. all but, but look the at the sim- steps. All of the similarities are already right. happening. Okay, so play devil's advocate on a couple things. Number one, similarities, yes, because you still have military involved. You still have procedures. You still have things that need to be investigated. So I see that mirror image, but at the same time. Are, are we – well, first of all, I pull up the Condon thing. So the Condon report was actually 66 to 68 yeah. um, where they Two did years, that. Yep. Two years. Where they yeah, did and report. weren't they just reviewing the cases from Project Blue Book, which were all – the ones that were solved were solved very dubiously to try and set people's yeah. minds at ease? Yeah. So, of course, a dude who is selected for this position to review this these documents – is selected because he outright said he already has his mind made up that it's bullshit, gets selected for that exact reason, comes back with the same mindset he went in with, like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what we need to be paying attention to if we think history is going to be repeating itself is, like, who they select to run the review, if that makes sense. Well, it's a report from the IC, and honestly, I'm not sure what the IC stands for. Um, intelligence Committee. The intelligence yeah. Committee. Yeah. So, And they're supposed to make that public, but what is the Intelligence Committee going to make public? Well, so here's the thing, too. So Mark Rubio is you quoted know, as saying, um, Florida Senator Mark Rubio says he hopes, and again, this is, contrary maybe he doesn't give a shit he's just feeding us really a little bit he said he hopes the ufos are extraterrestrials and not advanced chinese aircraft which i mean we should all hope that right <laughs> we are americans right so exactly if 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 china can do that and that goes back to what you're talking about in the we're 60s totally we're worried fucked. about adversaries we're worried about you know, russia everybody else around that hasn't changed no like yeah maybe we've gotten friendlier you know we don't have our button on the missile button but at the same time, we still have these other countries that we are legitimately worried about, and we should be. You know, just like every other country should be worried about us. But yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, America is the big, big mm, bully. Very uh, interesting. You know, I would be interested and in just follow Mark Ruby on what he ha- if he's heading this up. And here's another question for it: Where do you where do we know where Tom DeLong and his group stands on this? Like, do you think they're well, promoting it? Like, hey, somebody's investigating this. It's actually being looked into. Yeah, or t- well, yeah, TTSA is right. uh, you know involved with the military right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou Elizondo still, to my knowledge, has a security clearance. Right. Um, right. The ATIP was a real thing. Um, they are still investigating this. Yeah. Full bore. That's and, interesting. And they are. T- they are from the viewpoint that this is a national security threat, and ATIP or TTSA aligns themselves with the military because well, you have Chris Mellon, you have Steve Justice from Skunk Works, um, right. Lou Elizondo, you have a lot of uh, um, not Kit Green, but I, I Kit Green might be involved as well. 
Uh, there's another one that I just can't think of. Well, what to play devil's advocate? Of, isn't uh, that the way they need to go Hal though? Put off. Help put off. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, he's stolen that three too. Yeah. But isn't that really because you can't? And again, it goes back to say what we talked about earlier. If you say you're a crackpot and you think aliens visited thousands, and thousands of years ago, they still have to play this off as a threat, not it's aliens. I mean, there's still a line they have to draw in that sand. Does that make sense? Well, I mean. Yes and no. I mean, most people in America these days believe in aliens and UFOs, so I don't think that that's really a thing they need to hold on to. Yeah. I think they could legitimately, if they were like, hey, guess, guess what? what? We're pretty sure it's not China, pretty sure it's not Russia, pretty sure we don't know who it is for sure, though. But honestly, I think that you know. as soon as we, regard, if it's not China, if it's not Russia, and America... The American government says, we don't know who this is. This is an extraterrestrial threat, and they label it as a threat. Even though, what have they done? What, right. Like, really, well, what, what aggression? They violated our airspace. What, <laughs> what aggression have they shown? But my airspace, but John. my airspace. Anal, anal protrusions? Um, I don't know. I think the only reason that the American government would be scared of this is because they they look like they're less powerful than they are. And all of a sudden that's they, exactly they, it too, because we are not in control anymore. Yeah. They lose the power struggle that they, yep. you know, they lose that. There's power. something bigger than us. Yeah. Now what are we going to fucking do? Oh, and a lot of people believe, well, you know, God's bigger than us. Yeah, but you can't see God because he doesn't exist. Sorry, but you I mean, see something God's, physically. Unless God's, driving a ufo and <laughs> you know what i'm not gonna roll yeah, that out guys space. yeah what if god is the super spectrum Dude. calm down alanis more said i mean what if god, god is one of us <laughs> just a stranger on the bus <laughs> oh that's very interesting that's very that's something to look out for well you know we'll watch us as we go so, because yeah, we all need to keep an eye on it because yeah. this could very well be history repeating itself and God. if they come out in a couple of years and go, yep, this was a gimbal, tic-tac, all that, uh, it was just, ah. Yeah. That's who we. That's all who we. stupid, guys. What <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. God. Move to the woods with Oregon oh, Bob, I guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe he was closer to truth than we thought he was. Uh, that's sad. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, good so job. Everybody everybody listening, keep an eye on the developments that come through the Senate Intelligence Committee and Absolutely. You know, see that. Absolutely. So do you guys have anything else on your side? Are we good there? I have nothing on my side. Okay, so that's a good lead off, John. Keep your eyes on the sky. Make sure we know what's going on there. Keep your eyes on what's coming out from media. Hopefully you guys are still you know, not hopefully, but you're probably still quarantined, so Give Swamp Thing a spin. See if we like it. Along with all the other news. Um, I don't know. Don't, if it's on CW. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched one thing on CW, and it's Penn and Teller Foolish. That's all I watch. I, I did like find a show just recently from like 2017 or 18 that used to be on History Channel called The Tesla Files that our friend Ooh, Travis Taylor is like one of the main dudes on. Really? Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, huh. I've watched a couple episodes I think they were cool. Hmm. All right. Well, got to be better than anything on the CW. Yeah. Well, yeah. they weren't as sexy. But. Hopefully nobody on CW is listening, but if they are, well, I guess Ryan, Ryan Sprague if, does have the Roswell 
investigation on there. So sorry, Ryan Sprague. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening on from CW, fucking give us a show. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll be there for you. So speaking of show, uh, pay attention to us. All social media platforms. You can listen to our podcasts on all platforms, podcasts, whether it's Pocket Cast, iTunes, Google Play, um, whatever you have, we're out there on that. And then you can write us if you have stories on your inside. You can write us at strangejungles at gmail.com. You can actually call us as well at 801 252 45 And you can let us know if you have a story. By all means, we would love to hear it. Um, we've got a couple call-ins, by the way, but we're just, I don't know, we're kind of letting them build up a little bit. I'd like an episode where it's just call-ins. Would be, yeah, y'all you should know. call us and tell us your stories so that we can have an episode where we listen to your stories on the air and talk about them and give y'all shout-outs if you want them. Yeah. Yep. And it saves me a week of research. And it saves us a load of fucking time. <laughs> so please, please, even if you're making up the story, I'm cool with that. We'll just dissect it from there. <laughs> Speaking of other ways you can support us. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash strange uncles. Um, tons and tons and tons of bonus content that we have put the disclaimer out will be semi-regular, but is actually fairly regular. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you need that content dump, it's pretty yeah. regular. It's pretty well, weird. and then on Patreon, <laughs> I like the poo <laughs> reference. That's nice. Um, and then if you are a Patreon member, or even if you're not and you want a topic that you want to reach out to, by all means, reach out to us. You know, we we are a little bit backed up. Eh, another poo reference. Wow. And we'll figure out where we're at. You know, we can do a topic. We have things, but by all means, you know, if you guys have suggestions, we'll take them. So we'll go from there. It has been great seeing you guys yeah. live in person. And uh, forget this is how the yeah. world used to be. Right? <laughs> well, with that being said, close the gates. Bye. You've been listening to a fourth hand production.